0: Daddy, what are those people doing? Don't look, Junior. They're playing it wrong. Hello, listeners, and it's good old episode four, season two of Playing It Wrong. I'm your humble host, and, well, this is going to be a real ramblecast, so hang on. I've got a whole laundry list of stuff that I haven't gotten done. I haven't gotten any editing done on Sharp Swords and Sister Spell setting. I have not gotten all the blog posts that I want to get done, well, written. And not a dang thing done on getting it all. Patreon started. Ha 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 Real life, real work, day job and all has been heck But on the gaming front, there's a big change. Big change. If you remember back, oh, I don't know how long ago. But uh, I was planning on doing a white box campaign. Then Advanced Labyrinth Lord came out, and I showed the players the shiny book, and they went, let's play that. So I'm retooling everything for that. So I think that'd be a good topic for this episode of well, it's mise en place for your campaign. I told you I would be using cooking terms, and well, I think this is just a good opportunity to use this one mise en place. Well, uh, watch Worst Cooks in America. That's one of the things they yell those people about a lot. Basically, it means everything in its place. Okay, doing your preparation, doing your prep work. So. I have a whole laundry list. This is partially for my own benefit as well, so I can go back and listen to this and go, what do I still need to get done, and what haven't I done yet, or what am I going to change my mind on? Just hang on, folks. It's going to be interesting here. First up, a couple of things on this. I am still going to be running them through Keep on the Borderlands, plus whatever else other small adventure I happen to have on hand or make up as, a, as it happens, and so that really isn't changing. And my house rules, I'm just sort of translating, which is, eh, I may or may not put that in a blog post. But a lot of the little things that I also had planned that I actually need to get off my butt and start doing. On the rules side, we all know most of the old school games are largely compatible with some minor differences. And I'm going to just glaze over a lot of those minor differences and basically use the tools I've got and run from there. Alright, so where are we going to start? First, let me talk about the extra stuff that I want to lug around besides the core rulebook. And because I'm not gaming at home, it doesn't mean I can't take my whole bookshelf. But I can fit lots of stuff on a tablet. But a lot of times, sometimes, you know, the stuff that's on a tablet is just a pain to get to. So I had to, like, go through my various books and think of the best of the best, the most useful things that I can drag along inside my little... I don't know. A little box here. I'm going call my little box. Okay. So first up, you need to go over to new, new Big Dragon. And the top two from them are, of course, the D30 DM's Companion, which has charts for practically everything that you could possibly need. From character generation, which I'm not going to use, but starting equipment, dungeon trappings, magical items, encounters, random encounters, some very basic monster stats, and what else is got in here? Uh, Treasure generation, magic items. So it is a good old, very basic and handy book coming in at whatever. uh, 36 pages. Okay. That fits nicely in my little box here. And followed up also by them is the Creature Compendium. I've had a PDF of this for a long time. But when I started off doing the white box, I thought, this is a really good book. I monster book. I want this as a monster book. And it's got 0e and bx stats, so it's dual-statted. And it's got lots of weird monsters. Not your standard monsters, but more like weird monsters. Because you always need some weird monsters. Uh, those two. And then two from Gavin Norman, Necrotic Gnome. I picked up hard copies of the magic user and cleric spells and the monster book because well it has standard monsters but it's nice to have a little, small little book to reference monsters instead of digging through the core book and the same thing goes for the uh, <coughs> the spells especially for the player characters now I you know, I haven't gone through spell by spell page by page determined exactly if there's any minor differences So that is something i'm just going to kind of hand wave but those are my basic references that i'm going to b- that i've pulled together in my little wonderful box of dm tricks here now i've got bunches of other supplements but those are the ones that i boiled it down to those are the most in my opinion flexible ones i can lug with me to the flgs to the gaming store next up is something i stole from one of the another another uh, DM, we had. Wait, I have made a started on anyway a folder for the player characters. So what have we got in this so far? I have got the start of a hex map that just has the keep in the middle. If it's keep on the borderlands, you know that. Since I ha- legally have the PDF of the adventure, I printed out the map of the keep itself. We've got some scratch paper, um, useful charts, and of course some extra graph paper. And as soon as I decide on which of the many, 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 many character sheets that are out there, we're going to use, that's where some copies of those are going to go for backup characters. Uh, next up we got here is my infamous DM notebook. If you remember a couple episodes, I was paring this down. I was making it slimmer. It went from a 2-inch binder down to a 1, 3-quarter eh, inch binder. Or for those of you in the UK, that's about, you know, 25-millimeter binder. Eh, a little less. But once, once again, we've got more hex paper and specific charts from PDFs that could be handy during the day. And that's from all over the place, and I talked about that a lot in a previous episodes, so I'm not going to go through that again. But right now, also in this, I've got the printout for the Labyrinth Lord screen. And I've been racking my brain, and I am going to do my own little DIY DM screen, which I haven't figured out how to do yet. Or how I am going to do it yet. i got lots of ideas, but I haven't decided on what to do next up to slip into the old gaming bag this is the rules gaming bag as I picked up this little zipper pouch it's a pencil pouch but it's really good for storing index cards so that's going to get stocked up with index cards I've got various colors I've got some graph paper index cards and all that those are your friend as a DM you could always use index cards and speaking of index cards I'm gonna fill out about a dozen or so for the stats for various henchmen and hirelings Not just the the simple ones—you got a hit die and AC saves and some equipment. You know the 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 bare minimum type. Next up, I want to talk about my big gaming bag of doom. Now, this doesn't have any rule books in it. It's just dungeon tiles and minis and some little terrain pieces. And it's always been too damn full. And so I'm going to pare that thing down. That's been a project that I've been worrying on and trying to think. What don't I want to take? What should I take? And I have to go back and look at it and realize what things have I lugged around and not used. And then plus, going back to that Dungeon Master screen, when I'm saying I want to make one, I also want to get a real DIY feel for the dungeon tiles. So I might use the ones that I've made from corkboard, or I might make some more out of poster board. Just simple little dungeon tiles. None of the modern fancy stuff. Not with the, Not even the Printable ones that are li- like really good art, just simple, more than graph paper, but still maybe hand drawn. <coughs> and I'm probably gonna take out most of those terrain bits and just leave things like Legos. And I've got a lot of wooden blocks. One of the gems I found at a discount store was a mi- mini Jenga set made out of wood. And they're just the, the pieces are a little bit longer than the normal one-inch squares, but they're just about the right size. So like build little walls rather than having an actual map because for the old school games, I kind of do this, I like doing the hybrid between theater of the mind and minis. The minis are there just to kind of give you a general idea of what's where without having to count out squares or measure and all that other crap. So that's how I want to try to get the the old feel of, well, we didn't have a lot of the fancy stuff we do today and just having fun and playing. And of course, going back to my DM notebook, which I forgot to mention, I'm going uh, to add a lot of the world notes, which I've got to really get organized, even though I've gone through my world building and a lot of it's make it up as you go along but the players have been back to this world several times so there's lots of bits that well i want to add and that have already been made up that i need to add and speaking of making up and adding um... you know there's lots of great adventures out there for labyrinth lord and bx and all that uh... but I was also looking at uh, barrel Riders games class compendium which i don't remember if i backed back that one james bond did a kickstarter he might have i don't know but i got it anyway and there's some of those I'm going to use, I think. There's some of those I'm going to make available to players. I'm going to, I admit, I'm going to not do racist class. However, I'm only letting mu- demi-humans multi-class. But that's going to give them, hopefully, a little more flavor and limit what classes they can take to kind of keep that original racist class flavor, but make the game mechanics, I don't know, I think a little more, I dare I say, balanced. Oh, I hate saying that. But it, it just makes more sense to me. And it's probably going to make more sense to, to players who are coming from newer games with the same net effect in the end. Now that being said about classes, I did have one problem. I've looked at all the free ones, all the pay ones. And you know what? There's two classes that I both kind of like that neither... I couldn't find versions that I went, this is cool. This is, this is what I want to use. And that's Bard and Barbarian. So I'm writing up Simple but hopefully interesting classes if the players wish to use them, and I'll post those on the blog later when I get them done, probably in the next couple of days. Now, like I said, this is going to be a ramble cast, so uh, that was my rambling part. Now is my ranting part. As you can see, there's lots of stuff that goes on when I try, anybody tries to start a campaign, especially if you're not doing with an established world, or you're switching up rule sets, or you just want to change the way you do things to add some other interesting feel to it and that's that long list of things where you've gotta like pick and choose what's important to you and of course like I said if you're not playing at home and you don't have your whole bookshelf pick what books you absolutely have to have with you even though you may have PDFs I don't know my tablet is a piece of junk and it's a pain and trying to run an adventure on a tablet or a laptop that's an even bigger pain and this is where I'm finally getting back to that mise-en-place philosophy. All this little work, all these little thoughts before even a session zero is on the way, makes it, when the dice actually start hitting the table, so much easier. It makes your life so much easier when you have to run to the game after work. You don't have to do that. You've got everything prepped and ready to go. Not necessarily the adventure, but the campaign. There's a difference between adventure prep and campaign prep. This is all campaign prep. If you have all that stuff ready to go, you grab your bag, you go to this, to your friendly local gaming store or your friend's house or whatever, and you roll dice and you have fun, and not stress about, <gasps> did I remember my dice? Because dang it, we're all busy. We all have real lives. And the less time we spend running around pulling our hair out, the more time we have to have fun. Like I said at the beginning, this is going to be a ramble cast, and I would like to apologize right now for how disjointed my thoughts are. This is one of the reasons for doing this mainly for my benefit, to get those thoughts together because I even forgot to put on my list of redoing the world map and having to make extra races, but that is stuff that will appear on the blog later on. Trust me. Oh, and visit the blog. It's They Might Be Gazebos. That's letter B, not B-E, dot blog. And with that, we will move on to the reading from the Holy Tomes. That's right, we're still going through the little little black books, little brown books. I'm sorry. Hey, the dogs are tired. I'm tired. It's supposed to be a three-day weekend here in America, but hey, you know what? I am still going to work tomorrow. Yay, I am greedy. All right, Men in Magic, Volume 1. We are up to third-level magic user spells, and this is where your magic user becomes artillery. Let's see here. Right off the top, we're on page 25, third-level. Fly! Well, it's fly. However, it has that one little caveat on there. It last number of terms equal to level plus 1d6 rolled secretly. So you're not sure when it is, and there's no note of you float gently down to the ground when the spell stops. You will plummet to your death unless you have featherfall, which isn't in the basic book. A whole person, similar to charm person. But, you know, it's yep, they stop dispel magic well, basically, it dispels magic. And um, b- uh, what do we got here? Clairvoyance. Kind of there. Clairaudience, kind of there. Uh, we get our two favorite ones of all time. Fireball and Lightning Bolt. All right. But the thing is, Fireball, it is a 20-foot radius, or 2 inches. And it kind of just finds space. The Fireball will generally conform to the shape of the space. The damage caused... But the missile will be in proportion to the level of the user. And that's it. Note that fireballs from scrolls, C-volume 2, and wands are 6-die fireballs. And stays are 8-die fireballs. Duration is one turn. Range is 24 inches. Now, I don't know why a fireball would last one turn. That's kind of odd, because everything else has always been, it goes, it blows up. So does this imply that the original fireball sat there and burned that area for a whole turn? Could make things different, and interesting. Hmm. Lightning bolts, well, six inches or 60 feet long, up to three quarter of an inch wide. Well, we will say 10 feet just to make it easy. Ahem. Not long enough to last for the missile will double back to attain the six inches, possibly striking the crater. It is otherwise similar to fireball as stated in chainmail. The heat of the missile may never, the head, I can't read either, I'm sorry. The head of the missile may never extend beyond the 24-inch range. So it's got a range, and well, (laughs) it bounces around, which people in later editions never had the fun of killing themselves with their own lightning bolts. But it's fun to do. Alright, protection from evil, 10-foot radius. Visibility, 10-foot radius. Meh, meh, meh. Nothing there. Nothing there. Move along. Move along. Introvision. Hey, at third level. Who cares if the demihumans just have it? Now, the magic user can do it, and it lasts for a day. Slow and haste. Woohoo. Now, this one has a little difference. A broad area which affects up to 24 creatures in a maximum area of 6 by 12 inches. Duration 3 turns. Range 24 inches. But that's all it kind of says. Not really much to go by. Not like in the uh, more, well, uh, how the basic is more advanced. The, the the BX editions where, you know, it definitely defines what happens. And, oh yeah, getting haste ages you a year. Which I've got a house rule, by the way. Along with the, uh, shall we say, the level drains, which is by undead. Which is always a contention, but I think I've got an idea. So that's going to be uh, fodder. Probably for the blog, because I like ranting on here, but writing crunchy bits on the blog. All right. Protection from normal missiles. Um, Purpose to normal missiles. And uh, what else we got? Water breathing. Well, that's pretty much the same. So the big ones there, third level, as our old time favorites of lightning bolt and fireball and fly. Yeah, those are the days. Bouncing lightning bolts. Ah, that was so much fun. And yes, I've had characters die because the magic user wasn't paying attention. Frontline fighter! I'll get him! Bang, bang! Ah, you just hit me with a lightning bolt twice, you idiot. So that, gentlemen, li- listeners, has been my little rant on the Little Brown Book. So we're only up to page 25, and it's January. Hey, we might be able to stretch this out for quite a while because I got the supplements, too, and we're going to go through those. So let me take this moment to sit back and uh, give you this bit of advice. Prepare your campaigns. Prepare as much as you can beforehand, not necessarily finished stuff, because that's not what mise en place is about. It's not about finished stuff. It's about getting the stuff ready that you're going to use. All right? You got it? Your charts, your tables, your dices. Your dices. Your dices. Dices is nices. Dices is nices. Okay, it's been a really busy weekend, and I'm brain fried, so be thankful I'm even trying to put this out, guys that extra time you put in beforehand yeah I, I I stopped and restarted because I totally lost my train of thought the work you put in beforehand will pay off later on trust me works in the kitchen works on the game table alright with that roll dice have fun kill monsters take their stuff and have even more fun All right. so hey if you like it visit us on the blog at the BeGazebos.blog and it's the letter B, not B-E. Sorry. Look us up on Facebook at They Might Be Gazebos, where I spelled it correctly. Got any questions, comments? Hey, if you've got the Anchor app, drop us a voicemail. If you don't have the Anchor app, you can drop us an email. I've resurrected an ancient email address and it's magicpigmedia at gmail.com. That's right, magicpigmedia, all ran together as one word, at gmail.com. All right, with that, Have fun, folks. I've done enough damage for today.